Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Everything Horror Podcast. My name is Paul Dovsky, and joining me today is none other than fellow author Ryan Meyer. Ryan, thank you for, you know, finally coming on to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yes, I uh, want to qu- quickly say that within the, uh, I think it was like one year anniversary of you doing this hot poem uh, contest that you did the first time around, and somehow you managed to pick me, somehow, (laughs) and then like a year later, it's like, Wow, I still haven't even talked to him or like did anything with it except for through, not really through it, but I put it in like my vault of signatures, and here I am staring at it, and I figured, oh my God, I'm gonna slap myself in the face because why haven't I not reached out to Ryan for an episode? So I figured since October's right around the corner, what a better way to talk to you about it, right? Yeah, the perfect timing. And I appreciate you reaching out regardless, no matter the time. Well, I still feel bad. So (laughs) you're a nice dude that actually, for some weird reason, picked me as the winner for your contest. Uh contest that you did i think it was for the uh year one anniversary i have no idea if you even did anything for the second year but congratulations on the second year by the way oh thank you <laughs> yeah and, I, uh, i'm it's funny because i work in book publishing so i really, I'm really bad at pro- promoting my own book <laughs> I spend all day promoting other people's books. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I really haven't done much for year two because I'm working on another project. But, uh, you know, I, that's that's why, you know, when you were saying uh, you were you slapping yourself for not reaching out to me, I was slapping myself for not reaching out <laughs> to anybody, really. I haven't done uh, much more than, like, a reading here and there. Um, and then I just focus on giveaways and ads and stuff. But... Um, definitely more I could have done, but I, you know, better late than never, right? <laughs> well, I say I want to swap myself, and you probably will want to swap yourself, too, like, in the same aspect of promoting your book, as you were just saying, but for me, I'm like, there's times where I'm like, wow, you know, I haven't gotten any emails, this is kind of quiet, like, it's kind of <laughs> nice, and then it's just like, man, I'm actually kind of bored. Like, come on, people, send send me your email. And then it's just like, why didn't I not ever reach out to him? (laughs) So, I don't know. So, anyway, it's good to have you on. And for those listening, we're talking about Ryan's uh, poetry book. It is called Haunt. Um. I'm trying to figure out, like, if there's more to the title, because I know on the cover here, it just said your your name, and then haunt, and then poems. So, um, is it just haunt, or is it like what Amazon says is haunt um, a collection of poetry? Um, no, I mean, the, the title's just haunt, but, um, you know, some 
in, in some of the descriptions I put, you know, that it's a collection of poems because, um, yeah, as opposed to a smaller chat book or, you know, um, something else, you know, it's not like a collection of like the best hits or anything because this is my first book. So I wanted to just, that's all, that's all, that's all I really wanted to use as a, as I didn't want to put like necessarily a subtitle or anything. Um, I just thought poems would be cutting it to the chase and saying, that's what this is, this is a collection of poems. Um, and that haunt would be the kind of descriptor of what category, you know, these are spooky, these are horror themed poems. Well, from what I read uh, a little bit when preparing myself for this, um, I was almost thinking you could have chosen haunt as a word because you bring up the word haunt a lot, so like, you know, haunt, haunt and stuff like that. Yada, yada, yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but, um, I also know, I think it was like your second or third poem that it was called haunt. So I'm like, well, maybe he did it that way. Like most, uh, bands, you know, they'll sometimes use a song title or a piece of work or something. So it, usually that's how it goes. So, just out of curiosity, but yeah, I mean, putting it as haunt, just because it's spooky, then yeah, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're right, I did name it after, uh, the, the title itself came from the, the poem in the book called Haunt, because um, I figured that was the best way to not only describe the book, but also uh, describe the kind of horror that this is described that, that this is encompassing um you know we're we're haunted by our own per personal demons um regardless of if we're haunted by real or supernatural demons you know you know the in every movie you see someone's haunted by ghosts but they usually also have other things going on that may or may not be more important to them than being haunted and that's what that specific poem is about is someone who's struggling with things and there are real ghosts going on um, that kind of take a back seat in the story, which I thought was um, an interesting way to, to take, to take that poem. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious too, because like, you know, for it being, I'll just throw it out there. So, for those listening, it probably October by now because, you know, what a great way to promote this haunt book of a spookiness time, especially if you're into the poetry vibes, which um, I adore because, you know, it's always nice to see other people writing, not just my own. And, and um, Ryan has a very interesting way of words, and I only say that because um, you also seem to have a background for being in a university. Uh, uh crap! I've, um, what was the university again? I just had it pulled up, and now I can't find it. Oh, I, 
Um, well, I did my undergrad at Southern Connecticut State University, and I was involved with their uh, university yeah. press for some time. So that was uh, some of my uh, earliest earlier uh, foray into uh, the publishing world. So, real quick, Ryan, for somebody like me, a little bit. Um, I mean, I, we talked a little bit like within the. Um, year and so on and stuff like that but for those that don't know you um tell us a little bit about yourself so like you just you said you're graduating from the university here um where you are and so like what what made you want to be like a um first off an author and you say you published or, or not public well you technically do like a publishing thing for other people so i guess like yeah so how did haunt really start um so i mean I, if i'm describing myself from you know from from the start uh, i started writing poetry um a little bit in high school but i didn't really get super into it until college um i was mostly writing short fiction um and then i had a professor and a creative writing class in in college that it kind of just opened the doors uh to me not only just not only writing po uh, poetry but i i i've always loved horror um ever since i was a little kid um I, it was actually my grandmother who let me watch scary movies when i was way too young to be watching scary movies so um <laughs> Uh, I always throw that tidbit in there because I think I think it's kind of funny that out of anyone in my family, it was my grandma who liked to watch scary stuff. She actually uh, doesn't think half the movies are scary that I think are scary. So she's a lot more hardcore than I am. Um, but um, <laughs> she uh, so um, yeah, and the the teacher that I had was he's he's great and he's one of my biggest inspirations. But he he told us that he didn't want to see like genre writing. He didn't really want to read about ghosts. He didn't really want to read about um, vampires and stuff like that. He wanted to read like real people's real stories and real struggles. Um, and I was like, I don't want to write that. I want to write what I want to write. Who cares? But it, it kind of forced me to think about how people act and, you know, the things people really go through um, and so by the time I was done with school, I, there was a course that I did that was an independent study and I was able to kind of collect poems of mine to put into a collection. And that's where Haunt kind of started. I had a teacher who, it's funny cause she's, she was an older woman as well. And she's one of the best people that I've ever worked with. And she told me that a lot of the poems that I had weren't scary enough. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I got, I have some work to do. So that was where Haunt started. Um, and now here I am with Haunt uh, done and out there. And I actually work um, for a publishing company in marketing. So it kind of all came full circle for me. Very cool. I know that was a lot of information. <laughs> I no, no, no. It, that was perfect. Um, I just want to go back and say, because when you, you you mentioned your grandma got you into horror, that's actually kind of funny because 
You know what I used to watch with my grandmother? Um, the Monsters. Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, we used to watch like like that and Bewitch. And I'm trying to think if there was like another one. But like, you know, those were, I know TV shows, black and white. But still, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my grandmother raised me on, like, the universal uh, black and white monster movies. Like, she had Dracula and the Wolfman, and we would watch those and the Mummy all the time. Um, and one of her favorites is Creature from the Black Lagoon, so. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's, she's a character. But, like, when The Witch came out recently, uh, I was like, okay, we gotta go see that. So I took her to the movies to see The Witch, and she was like, wow, that was amazing. She she didn't think it was scary in the way I thought it was scary, but but uh, she definitely really enjoyed it. <laughs> You're talking like the witch from Robert Eggers. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my. I love that movie. It's um, amazing. It it really is, and then it it made me shake my head to the the horror community for those that were like trying to say, like, this wasn't scary, this isn't a horror film, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's like you want to sit down and, like, I don't know about you, Ryan, but this was me. Like, when I started to read that stuff, like, you know, um, it was like, this isn't scary, blah, 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 what a waste of time. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like, this is perfect. This is like, you know, what we're, we're, are we watching a family that is struggling because there's a, quote, witch among them, and it's not really supposed to be scary. Like, like it is, but it isn't. It's like, not in the horror way that we know. The horrorness is just the fact of we're, what are we watching a family struggle to, you know, like, fend for themselves and, like, everything else. Like, one of the, like, quotes that I kind of gave people is, like, if you don't like this movie, then you must not like history because that's basically the way I took the witch. It was almost like a history lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That was the first one of the first movies that I watched that were afterwards I kind of said to myself, "Wow, this director really did his homework. Like this is kind of like the English literature nerds horror movie, you know?" Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's close to home because it's, you know, it's, I mean, it doesn't, it wasn't filmed in New England, but it's supposed to take place in New England. And that's, yes. you know, everything that, you know, being, being here in New England, it's like everything's haunted, everything's witches, and there's a lot of history to it. And I thought that one of the most important things in that movie was not the fact that there was a witch, but the fact that they were scared of the witch they didn't know necessarily existed. They just, it was the, the fear that, that lingered above them. And it was also the fear of God too. It was very religious and it was very, you know, they, like I said before, they had their own things they were struggling with mm-hmm. that were the, witch almost not took a back seat, but wasn't the central core of the movie until later on. Right. And the way, 
they also portray, uh, Robert portrayed each and uh, each individual animal with like the rabbit, the goat, mm-hmm. and uh, the crow. And then I think, I, is that all of them? I think I almost swear I'm missing one, but maybe not. Um, no, I think that's, that's, I have a witch poster hanging up in my room right now, and there's the three animals, so I think you got them all. <laughs> Alright, sweet. But yeah, each one of those animals represents its own, um, haunting story is the best way I would kind of say it, in like a weird nerd way, I guess. I don't know, like... Like, we gotta look at the rabbit, for example, real quick. Like, you know, the father tried to shoot the rabbit, but, you know, the gun kind of, you know, malfunctioned. It's kind of like, that's not how it's supposed to happen. Right. Or that's not supposed to happen, especially when, you know, he cleaned it and everything, and so it shouldn't have jammed like it did. With the goat, you know, it's kind of awkward of what happened, especially later on with the other goats. Mm, yeah. And um, and then you got this, like, weird, bizarre, um, um, uh, oh, God, like, illusion or um, a hallucination or whatever with, like, the crow. So it's like really weird, mm-hmm. but I mean that's really the scare aspect before the ending draws near. Of basically saying there's witches all around us, too. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. But yeah. So anyway, getting back to you, um, you're definitely like a lot of inspiration of movies going on within your poems for sure now now was there any that actually uh involved any like personal life from you that uh i mean i don't know if you actually believe in like the paranormal and stuff but like as far as I've gotten to read, I've just noticed it sounds like it's mainly focusing on uh, monster movies or making them like your movies per se, or at least like um, a nice mixture between the two. Of it's kind of like your view mixed with like a monster view. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. There's a couple poems in the book that come to mind where I directly drew from inspiration from horror movies like the last poem in the book is called melt and it that one i think i mean it's one of my favorites that's why i put it as the last poem and it was like a longer kind of more of an i wouldn't call it an epic poem because it's not that long but it's like a solid three to four pages in the book but um it's in a cold environment so and it involves an alien so i definitely drew from the thing um that's one of my favorite horror movies but um it also it's similar to the theme that i had going on where you know this guy finds this alien and he isn't afraid of it it's not what's what's scary to him is this 
person that he is in love with that he knows isn't right for him and you know he can't have and uh, i think everyone has experienced that in some shape or form is um loss in a way like loss of love and not necessarily loss of loss of someone but you're you're yearning for someone who you know you can't have and so i had that kind of be the main focus of the poem even though there is literally a monster in his hut on the lake you know um and so that's why i want you know i i do blend reality and um fictional inspiration for a lot of these pieces um like there's a poem called hum in the book um yep. and that's that a good uh, one yeah yep. that's definitely um I drew definitely from Carrie for that one about being locked in the closet. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so there's little bits and pieces everywhere. And there's a, there's a poem in here called, um, occasionally the moon. And actually that's one of my favorites. Cause, uh, if you read it, you could probably, there's probably like a checklist. I should probably put an official checklist of all the movies I reference in there. There's like, uh, a, a wide array of movies from Aliens, Independence Day to Poltergeist. Um, so it's one of those like, can you find them all kind of uh, poems. So oh, nice. That's something fun to to look through. I I also enjoyed uh, not to cut you off, but yeah. uh, I also enjoyed the one that's called "But You Won't Love a Ghost." Yeah, mm-hmm. because. Thank you. That reminded me a little bit, and I'm trying to remember the year it came out, but for some weird reason, that reminded me of the movie called A Ghost Story. I've actually never seen that one. Is that the one with um, Rooney Mara um, from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I think that's an A24, but I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen that one. Basically, so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, basically that was the one for listeners. Um, that, uh, that's with uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. I yeah. think that's um, the yeah, one definitely. you're asking. Yeah, I recognize that one. I I have that on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh my god, I enjoyed that. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a slow burn, but the 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 message behind that one was like really astonishing. Especially if you love movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend a ghost story soundtrack, like. My fiance and I, we um, I purchased the soundtrack, and after the movie and stuff, like we did an episode on a ghost story because that's how much we enjoyed it. And then, like for the month of October, I'm or whatever, it was like that soundtrack never left our car because <laughs> that's that's how much we enjoyed it. Oh, and wow. yeah, I mean, it's just. You know, it, it's I, I find a ghost story is like it comes so close to being uh, hitting your heartstring to the point where it's like it's kind of like what we were just talking about with the witch. You know, it's not like scary, but with a ghost story, it's like the same thing. Like you're, it's not 
not scary, but the way they they did it, they portrayed the um, the story aspect. Because I don't want to say too much, Ryan, but just to kind of give you an idea is like, as you probably understand, you know, there's a family, was a family, then one of them departed, because uh, otherwise there wouldn't be, you know, a ghost story. But it, it, without giving too much away, it's like, you, well, you know how the saying goes is like, if there's a ghost, it's attached to the house. Mm-hmm. So we're literally watching the, uh, the, the husband kind of, you know, linger in this house. So we just watch his side of the story, but still, when it comes to like his family, at and and etc. as it as it plays out, it's just you know it's like you you can't help but but feel bad, and it's just one of those things where it's like wow, like like just hits home because. Mm-hmm. Cause it makes you think, like, like if I, this is just an example. Um, so let's say I passed away, and my fiance is uh, by herself, and I'm the ghost for the ghost story. It's almost like that. It's like I could still be here, even though Tessa can't see me, but I'm watching her go through her life now without me, you know, that's basically what it is. But then, since I'm stuck with this house, you know, now it's like I'm growing, or I'm, I became one with the house. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I definitely have to keep that on my list. Yeah. I, hopefully, I didn't like. No, I didn't really ruin it, but <laughs> you know, it, there, there's more, definitely more to it. But that's definitely the best way I can like not spoil it. So, <laughs> no, I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I just want to say enough where like, um, you know, hopefully, it, it's like okay. Well, at least that explains a little bit of what I want to know. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt for I want to look at it with some people because I know how people can be very picky nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I think with so much out there, um, people are going to find their favorite types of horror, and everyone's always going to say something about everything. But um, you know, I think there's so many. You know, there's there's a there's a type of horror movie for everyone and i think that's what's great about it is there's so many different ways to to go about it and to tackle that genre um which is really special well what about you ryan like you know you write you you wrote your your poetry book here and stuff like that you probably must have read um countless horror stories, maybe comics or something, but like in God knows probably how many uh, horror films and shows that we've seen 
Um, now, is there anything like nowadays where, or do you feel like with the way horror is nowadays, do you feel like it's kind of dry at all, or do you feel like something is missing within horror nowadays? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily dry. I would just definitely say that not horror is not as. I actually think it's less mainstream now than it is than it was back in like the seventies and eighties. Like you don't see horror movies in the theaters as much anymore. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I can't really speak much to the film industry because I, you know, I'm not really in that world. But um, I think it's a lot of a lot more indie voices now, um, and a lot of the big, you know, bigger productions are remakes. And I think that's, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing um, because we still we still buy it and we still go watch it. So it's going to still, they're still going to give them to us. So, you know, I, I, I watch everything I want to and, and, and judge it based on what it is, not based on the things that I already like, you know, I think that's a little unfair to the younger voices who are involved with these projects um, and who put a lot of time and energy into them. So, um, but, uh, um, I guess I don't think any. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say anything's missing. I would just say that it's there's a lot more. Uh, honestly, I think there's a lot of the horror genre in everything else at this point. Um, like a lot of the music I listen to, there's a lot of horror influence that I see. Um, like at this book, I have a couple. Um, uh, poems that are inspired by music and 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 bands that i listen to that have that influence so i just think that it's kind of permeated every every sort of uh, medium if that makes sense okay i i think i understand like what you mean but like if you want to elaborate more to you on like the music aspect i guess of what you're talking about, I get trying to point out just a little bit more. Yeah, um, I guess the the my favorite example of um, where 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 music is inspired by horror, but not necessarily horror music. You know, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like so. One of my favorite bands is Chevelle, and um, lately, a lot of their music is very horror based like black philip from the witch is on their latest album cover so there that's a little more out like in your face there and it's great it's an amazing album but um one of my favorites uh songs of theirs is called highlands apparition and it's it's an it's an acoustic song and it's a very beautiful and sad song but when you read the lyrics and you know what the song's about it's about a haunted house it's about a house that has a ghost in it (laughs) Um, and it's scary, and the words are are striking and very um, visual. Um, and it's something that when you're listening to the song, you're like, "This is like beautiful and kind of like heartbreaking in a way." But it, and I love that where there's like a dichotomy where something is very like pretty and 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 nice to hear or listen to, but what it means and what it's trying to say is 
a lot darker and a lot scarier. Um, and that's kind of what I went for in this book. I wanted it to to flow and have great rhythm and 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 you know roll off the tongue. But um, but it means you know it's they're they're scary. They're, the images and the things that the words are saying are scary and and invoke fear. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And you said Chevelle has yeah. that has this yeah. new album. Yeah, their new their last two albums. Um, the the newest album was was uh, the North Corridor, and they have like a song about cannibals. They have a song about witches. You know, hmm. yeah, they 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 have a song from a previous album about Ouija boards. So I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm definitely in in with this. I've always loved them, but it's it's fun to see them doing stuff like that when huh. they, you know, when they're such a popular band, you know." Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I didn't even hear about that. So interesting. But yeah, for something like that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's the type of stuff I actually enjoy too with music too, where like. It doesn't necessarily have to be just horror genre for sure, but I mean, you know, look at all these bands that make a song based off, you know, uh, based off of real true events, and they could be acoustic, it could be a heavy metal song, it could be one of their slowest but still like if the work can hit you in a haunting way of almost like a wake up call of reality yeah that's very horrorish to the point where it's like holy crap and especially with like what you just said with Chevelle it's like like I remember with Chevelle with um what were their hit uh red yeah and uh like look at what that song's about like that's that's horrifying of like what it's really based off and stuff like that and it just yeah so i have to check when i get done with this uh interview i'm gonna have to look up cheval now <laughs> so yeah definitely but, you have to let me know what you think <laughs> oh i will I'll let you know for sure and I guess, like, out of curiosity, Ryan, is, so how long did, like, your book here for Haunt, uh, did it take you a little bit to write all these, or were these, like, some of your works that you've had since high school? Because I know you were kind of mentioning that, or did were this all kind of, like, like a fresh start after or during college? Um, some of these poems I had kind of floating around through, I want, I guess, early college. Um, I, I, like I said, I didn't really write all that much um, in high school, not poetry at least, but um, I didn't publish it until 2018. So um, I graduated in 2016. So I had some time to, figure out which poems I wanted in the, in the book and which poems, you know, I, um, some of the later ones that I crafted were in, in the book. I have like five sort of interludes 
that are just numbers. The titles are just numbers. Yep. Um, and they started as one poem that I kind of worked about to, and I split it into five pieces. So when you read them all together, one after another, they're sort of supposed to read as one. Cotton, one like chapter? Continue, like one continuous poem, like if you put them all together. Oh. And, there's, and it starts with, um, you know, someone feeling a presence, and then by the end, it's it's a much grander scale. Like, there's something going on that's bigger than just one person, like oneself. So, I won't say what, because <laughs> they're short, so I won't say, like, what they're about, because it'll spoil it but um yeah it, it's one of those things where you don't uh, where i was trying to you know do something cool and have interludes but also if you put them all together they make one complete piece now were there any type of pieces that you have in the book that come to mind where you remember it took you a while or it made you want to rewrite it a few times just because it wasn't really come out the, coming out the way you really wanted it to? Or did you just, um, or would there, uh, this is like, I guess, a two-question thing. So would there like any that you had to rewrite a couple times? And then two, would there act, Actually, some poems that were in this book of yours that you actually pulled out because of the fact that maybe it just wasn't quite fitting in to the way of the book of how you originally planned? Um, that's a good question. I would say that applies more to the book I'm working on now because it's the one I'm working on now actually isn't horror. It's a lot more personal. But um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Um, I know. <laughs> it, it's tough. Actually, actually, yes, there is one. Uh, in the book, there's a poem called The Gusts of a Tempest. Um, and that I actually workshopped in class at school. Um, and... Uh, it was a completely different poem. I'm trying to uh, take a look to see what comes to mind. Um, yeah, so that poem is is kind of it, that one's really based on uh, Dante's Inferno. I don't know if you read the Inferno, um, but it's kind of like at the beginning he just kind of wakes up and is in some sort of strange forest and he's being guided by someone, um, and that's how this poem starts. But um, originally, he wakes up in kind of a like an empty wasteland kind of thing, where it's kind of like there's like there's nothingness, and he's just walking through nothingness, trying to find his way out. Um, but as I as I worked on it, I wanted to give it more of a setting and more of a structure, because um, that way I can kind of play on the the idea that there's a lot around you, but you're still you know, you still lost your way. Um, and it kind of, it's easier to imagine something that you've seen before, and it's hard to describe something that there's nothing there. You know what I mean? So that one's a lot different than uh, it was when it first started. Um, and there's, I would say there's a couple poems that I pulled out that 
not because they didn't fit in this book, but because I wanted to keep this book at a solid amount of poems. I didn't want too many in one book. Um, so I have I have a couple that are the, the start of another book of horror poems, but um, I'm still working on that as well. <laughs> so I guess I have two projects going on, but one of them is a lot more complete than the other. What did your personal one from the sound of it? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more uh, like self self exploration and just more about. Um, I guess I guess fear has a lot to do with with that one too. Just like you know, fear of of kind of yourself and trying to figure out uh, your 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 place and everything and dealing with your own mind. So I guess there's a there's horror in that too, but um, it's not presented as horror genre if that no I, I, yeah it's like a psychological thriller in a way but yeah. it's more <laughs> of a personal approach it's like it's i'm understanding you yeah it's more traditional poetry is what i that's the word i've been using to describe it it's hard to describe poetry but um i i definitely enjoy the you know playing with words and playing with um, structure. Um, even though all of my poems are free verse, you know, there's no sonnets, there's no um, uh, numbered anything. But I do like playing with, you know, the poem, the the word at the end of this line is at the end of this line for a reason, and there's emphasis in certain ways that you can't really do in like a novel, for example. Um, you're not focusing on the story by every line and every paragraph. You're, you know, you, in a novel, you'd be focusing on the plot and the story. Whereas in poetry, there's a little bit more to that. And I think that's what's uh, special about specifically poetry. And also, writing novels is hard <laughs> to me. So, <laughs> not that poetry is not hard, but it's a different animal completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to describe the environment, uh, like, what the characters see, feel, taste, everything. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's like trying to trying to like put what the the vision of what your protagonist is seeing or however into words. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> that that yeah. I I that I think why I stick to poetry myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less complicated than trying to explain the environment, I guess, for sure. I think it's like how you're even wording it too, but I think that's why you'll never see my name come under a novel anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I have so many drafted novel ideas, but... Mm -hmm. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if anything happens with those. <laughs> hey, you never know. In ten years, you might have it, man. You might have your first novel out. <laughs> In a perfect world, I I would love to have a novel version of the last poem in this book. So we'll see if I can figure that out. That There's would something be cool. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I well well. I mean, you just never know. You just start off small, and then 
when you need to take that break, just take that break because, yeah, yeah I mean, one of the best things that I do, too, and I don't know if uh, you do it, too, is um, what I'll do what I'll call the rough draft, and then I'll let it sit for uh, weeks, months, years, and then I'll come back, try to reread, try to figure out what I was trying to go with, and who knows, sometimes with a fresh mindset, you can like either make it better, uh, bigger, smaller even, just because like at the time you just felt like you just couldn't quite figure out how to do it. But then now that you let it sit for so long and you came back with that fresh start, it's like, okay, now I'm ready to finish this. Right. Yeah. That's one of my, uh, my rules, uh, to myself as a writer is don't ever, don't delete anything. Um, even if you have one sentence in a word document on your, on your computer and you don't think anything is going to come of it, just save it anyway and keep it. You never know when that one sentence will inspire you to do something, even if it's not something on that document, if it's inspired something, if you want to pull from, from that for something else, you never know what's going to come in handy and what's going to be that spark, you know? And I will fully back up what you just said. Yeah. I actually have a document that is called Unused Lyrics. And what I'll do is I'll put whatever I'm, I'm supposed to be saying um, or trying to figure out what to use it for in quotation. And then I'll kind of break it, break, line break it. So I'll, like, what to say something above the one I just put into this new document. So exactly. So, like, um, perfect example I can give is there was one pair, uh, I wrote this, like, one paragraph thing one time, and I don't have my book in front of me right now, unfortunately. But it was like a four or five line little paragraph. And so I just put it under the whole unused lyrics part. So mm -hmm. that way, like, if I ever want to come back to this, I can just grab it and throw it into whatever I want it for. Kind of like what you're talking about. So I started writing my... I want to say it was like my third book. It was called Enemy of Everything. And um, I want to say that unused work that I put into that document of mine ended up becoming part of, of a piece that I called, I think it was called like Dracula or something. I can't, that, that's why I wish I had my piece, my book with me. But yeah, it was, it became part of a, um, like one of those pieces where you break it down. Like, uh, I forget what they call it, Ryan, but you, uh, you, you actually did it. And 
it's like, you know, you have the title of the poem, but then you have it as like one, like part one, part two, part three. Yeah, yeah, just numbering the sections. Um, I'm sure yep. there's a real word for it, but <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, there is a there is a word for it. I just I just can't remember what the uh, terminology is, but yeah, that's exactly what I did though. So, and it played out actually really well. I thought with the way I used it in between that piece so just like oh wow like the way this actually came to be kind of feels like it was meant to be there so good it's like good thing i did hold on to it Mm. right yeah i mean it's always interesting to see the way different different projects work out it's never it's never the way you think it's going to work out (laughs) No, but then, you know, that's the fun of creating, too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Now, um, I don't want to take away too much more of your time, but, like, so is there anything more you'd like to talk to us about your project that you are currently working on? I know you kind of stated a little bit, but is there any more that, you'd like to give us a teaser of? I know um, you mentioned, like, this personal project of yours that's not really horror, but it's, like, a personal thing, or um, you did mention that you kind of want to start, like, a haunt poetry volume two or however you'd like to uh, look at that or something. Um, Yeah, uh, I haven't told anyone... Um, publicly at least the name of my next book but I will I can reveal it today um, it's uh, it, something I was always I always told myself I was going to do was name um, one of my books after a Deftones song <laughs> so the next book is going to be called Tempest after one of their songs off their uh, not their most recent album but one of the one of their other uh, albums that um, I'm pulling the similar themes in terms of a dichotomy between um, like the beauty of sound or the beauty of, of, of words and rhythm and music in poetry um, versus the subjects being a lot heavier. And um, so that's something that I've always uh, been inspired by. And I think Deftones captures that really well. So uh, that's my ode to them is, the next book's going to be called Tempest, and that's named after a Deftone song. That's not from their White Pony album, is it? No, it's from their uh, Koi no Yokan album. Uh, I think I just butchered the title pronunciation, but it, the, the album that has uh, Leathers on it and What Happened to You, those are some of my favorite songs of theirs that one was more recent of their albums but one of my favorites yeah well i okay well um there you go folks uh sounds like brian just gave us a exclusive reveal (laughs) of the uh next title that uh he's working on so there you go (laughs) and (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) 
we got some heavier, um, well, maybe not darker stuff, but, you know, like heavier stu uh, stuff to really focus on. And I bet it'll be great because, like I said, Ryan's writing is uh, really unique, I will say, from reading what I've read so far. And he, he did definitely has a way of capturing a nice picture of some stuff that's going on, whether it being like uh, like a dedication to one of his favorite horror films or something. And I can only imagine what this heavier uh, stuff is going to be like, because I can't really quite say yet. So I don't know. Haven't seen it yet, and nobody had, from what I know. So no. <laughs> not <laughs> but, yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not yet. But Ryan, um, before I let you go, is there anything else that you'd like to share or promote or mention that I didn't say that may be worth sharing about haunt or anything at all? Um, I, the only thing I'll say is that it's, you know, it's available on my website and it's called nothingpeak.com, uh, also named after one of the poems in Hot. So, yes, you'll know what I mean when you get to that part of the book, <laughs> if you haven't already. Um, I think that's the one that was numbered, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. Didn't so, yet, but, yep, I did get to that part. Yeah, you can follow me on there, and that's all my updates are, all my social media is on there. So if anyone wants to follow and see when I update for my next book, hopefully it will be soon. But <laughs> it's been a little quiet lately, but I've been hard at work. Awesome, Ryan. Well, I appreciate your time, and if this does go up around October, it was um, it's been a spooky pleasure of uh chatting with you if this goes up beforehand well people i get um this should be a nice little surprise little trick-or-treat type of thing for you all for the, the taste of the fall holidays of uh, before october rolls around the corner and it'll be just in time to scare your little monsters underneath your bed away and hopefully run to the closet because you know that's where not to do what the boys go <laughs> so <laughs> and yes i did read that one too <laughs> <laughs> but ryan thank you so much again for your time it was uh a pleasure and hopefully sometime down the road again we can talk more about horror or something horror related or maybe not even horror maybe we can just shoot shoot the chat about something else who knows yeah no definitely i, I appreciate you having me on uh, it was a, it was definitely a pleasure and i love talking about horror and writing so it's great it's great to geek out a little bit <laughs> with well you. i'm glad because um you know, like I said, I I feel like an idiot, so I didn't reach out, and it sounds like you are almost 
thinking the same way with, like you said, um, I think it was off the air. Maybe it was off the air, but just in case you were saying, like, you know, it's like you're promoting other people's stuff and not your own. It's just like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Not like it's a bad thing that you're trying to promote other people's stuff, but, you know, it it is kind of awkward, though, when you're trying to promote your own stuff. Because you don't want to, like, overkill or oversell your stuff, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's something I encourage other people to do, but it's easier yeah. said than done. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, once again, thank you, Ryan, for your time. For everybody else, check out Ryan's work, nothingpeak.com, where all the links and social media are. There will be links in the description below. And until next time, everybody, um, don't go creeping into weird places all by yourself. Because you know what? You just never know what is working for you in those shadows to get dragged down into the depth below. And you will just burn for all eternity, for all I know. So on that note, have a wonderful evening and stay scary.